Trevor Ben's shite-sized chunks. Trevor, do you think you're particularly image conscious? Um, well, you've known me what four years. Mm. Um, let me let me put that question to you. Do you think I'm image conscious? I think you're a man who oozes style. Well, I do ooze it, but it's uh, accidental. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not image conscious at all. I saw a great story recently. Yeah, it was about an Australian girl who was on the run. On the run? Yeah, she was 18 years old. Yeah, this happened a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she was on the run from a correctional centre. Okay, and basically what the police did was they tried to be all modern and use social media. I think they tried to use Facebook to put her mugshot out and say, wanted, can you help us find this woman? Best way of doing it these days. Although, uh, they got a reply. They got a reply from who? Uh, From her. Oh, from her? Yeah. And I do like it when people um, taunt the police. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, she she basically um, replied with a better picture of herself and said, please don't use that awful mugshot of me. Really? (laughs) Please use this one. Wow. That is vanity, isn't it? Isn't it just? I mean, if you see your own wanted picture and think, well, that's that's not a good likeness, Mm. uh, use this one instead. (laughs) That's not the first time I've heard that before. And uh, I think it was in America somewhere where there was a wanted poster up and same thing, the man didn't like it whatsoever, said it was (laughs) dreadful and sent another one in. Um, But he was more stupid because I think, if I remember rightly, he gave them his address. Ah, and I think the police turned up and probably arrested him. Uh, so not very bright these people, are they? No. That reminds me of a similar story I saw once of uh, someone in America, of course America, who went into like a Seven Eleven or some sort of petrol station thing and uh, tried to hold up the place. And he was, as his disguise, he was wearing his bike helmet, um, but he had his name and address printed on the bike helmet. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> and it got me thinking. What picture would my family use if I was in some terrible accident mm. or I was on the run or the police put a mugshot out of me? Because they, they would have to use a picture of me. Yeah. God knows which one they'd use. So should I go and now get professional photos done so that my family, if something happens to me, can give Ben wanted these ones used? You know? What's yeah. The- that, that is a bit vain, though. I mean, I think if something terrible was to happen to you, Ben, hmm. they've got to just put out, you know, any picture they've got. I don't think you can have professionally taken shots done <laughs> just on the off chance that you might be kidnapped or, you know, involved in something horrific. Although I think if I was kidnapped, I would like a particularly sort of cute face i want mm. to pull the cutest saddest face i could so that people would want to look for me yeah i, I suppose... wouldn't want a brattish photo out there <laughs> of me you know <laughs> i suppose what you want really is uh, a photo probably from when you were about sort of eight or nine because those, <laughs> those are often the, the cutest aren't they when you're about eight or nine and your mum and dad have taken a photo of you and you've got those sort of chubby little child cheeks yeah i mean obviously it's not going to represent what you look like now but well, at least it's problem. a nice photo i don't if i've been kidnapped i don't want people going out looking i want them to look for me but i don't want them <laughs> looking for nine-year-old me <laughs> my i've got a friend who um is now in his 60s and i've known him for about 20 years and he used to be an actor right and there's a, a directory called, the, I think it's called The Spotlight, and I doubt they have a book now, but there used to be a book, and you would pay a certain amount to be in there so that, you know, casting agents and directors would look through that and think, he's a possible, she's a possible. That's I'm familiar with it, yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, he got a call once. Uh, do you remember a programme called 999? I do. Which was, for anyone who doesn't know, it was a um, sort of reconstruction programme of accidents and rescues and that sort of thing. Yeah. And always did a good firework night special. Always a good firework night special. So my friend got a call uh, and they said, um, we would like to ask you to come in for an audition for a reconstruction for 999 because uh, you look just like the person involved. <laughs> and my friend uh, came into me and said, oh, I've, I've just had a call. Uh, they want me to go for an audition for 999, but I can't go. 
Why not? I said, what do you mean you can't go? He said, well, my photo is about 25 years old. So I don't look like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I therefore won't look like the man they want me to be in the reconstruction. Why hasn't he updated his photo in a quarter of a century? Vanity. (laughs) He didn't like the idea that he was ageing. So uh, he never updated his photo. So I said to him, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to phone him up and say, you know, actually... My photo's well out of date. That's not me. He said, no, luckily I can get out of this because one of the things they want me to do is to swim in the sea because the story is a man who got into trouble in the sea. He said, luckily I can't swim. So I'm going to phone him up and just tell him that. So you're not going to tell him that you don't look like that. So that if they come back to you for something else in the future, yeah. you know, you've got to get an up-to-date photo. But he never did. Also, never did. Also, he slightly missed the point there because if, if, the, ma- if the, sto- so the story was about a man getting into trouble in the sea. Yes. And he can't swim. Yes. He's perfect for the role. <laughs> he is perfect for the role, really. But I think they needed someone who was a strong swimmer so that there wasn't another rescue needed. <laughs> yeah, it was a reconstruction. Imagine that if they needed to have a reconstruction of the reconstruction. <laughs> I've never understood, I'll be honest with you, I've never understood the idea of reconstructions of incidents. It's because um, thick people can't get the concept that someone almost drowned. They have to see it. Yeah, I suppose so. But going back to uh, what you were saying about the police using modern stuff like social media to get their ideas out there and to, I think to make them sort of more approachable, more with it, that sort of thing. What I noticed, though, is that police forces aren't always that great at using that sort of medium. No. You know, they put out tweets that don't really help anything. There was one recently where they tweeted an e-fit picture of a suspect, um, but it was so bad. It they looked they like always a man, are. Well, it looked like a man with a cauliflower on his head. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely appalling, but they put it out there. And, of course, nobody sent them any help. They just got abuse. <laughs> but there are some police forces that I think use it for good. There was a brilliant one recently uh, of a policeman who um, was filmed uh, having a dance-off with a pig. With a pig. Well, a man dressed as a pig. I was going to say... Did the, did the pig know it was in a dance-off? Uh, he did, yes, <laughs> because he was there for a dance-a-thon. Oh. Raising money for uh, cancer research. And um, he was just dancing off with anyone that walked along, and then this policeman came along. And this is a weird thing about the police, I find, is they, they're quite confident people, aren't they? You often see clips of them being a bit funny, yeah. doing a bit of a dance, and this one, he went for it. <laughs> he completely went for it, started dancing off against the pig, someone filmed it, it went viral, and then the police themselves put it on their Twitter feed and Facebook feed. He's had so much response. Hashtag Dancing Dan has gone mad. Love it. It's incredible, isn't it? And the thing is, I've noticed this a lot. Do you remember, I think it was the Queen's Diamond Jubilee or it might have been the royal wedding. I can't quite remember. But there was a policeman walking along where they'd shut the road off with crowds either side and just getting the crowd to cheer by putting his hands up in the air. And he was really getting them going and they were loving it. And then he, then he did a sort of cheeky pretending to trip over. You think this man thinks he's on a Charlie Chaplin set or something. <laughs> I think if you're a policeman, you're going to be one of two people. You're either going to be that sort of really anoraki, I know the laws off by heart yeah. type person and I'm out there for revenge. I, I won't smile at anyone. Or your policeman is just, let's face it, probably a little bit thick. <laughs> was unable to get any other job but just likes a bit of a laugh as well yeah. he can be serious don't get me wrong he can be serious but he's a bit of a character mm. you know he's one of those people that will piss in your locker <laughs> that sort of thing you know uh, I was once talking to a friend of a friend who was from uh, New Zealand and he had been not only in the police but also in the army 
and he would tell us about some of the things they would get up to not in this country by the way i'm talking in new zealand Mm -hmm. and he said that uh, one of the things they used to do just for a bit of a laugh would be to taser each other just for a bit of a laugh. Just for a bit of a laugh. Wow. Once they finished their shift, if they were just sort of hanging about in the locker room, think, I know, I'm going to taser John as he's changing. <laughs> uh, if someone tasered me, I don't think I would ever talk to that person ever again. No. I don't want how many thousands of volts going through me. But this was also the man who told me when he was in the army. Uh, this was when he came come to Britain and he joined the British army. And it was around the time of the, um, the Iraq war sort of in 1990, I think it was. And um, he was telling me that they built, uh, somewhere in Wales, they built a a scale model of Baghdad so that they could train and really get to know the areas before they were sent out. Good idea. So they're in the the Welsh countryside. They've done whatever they're doing for the day. They've done all their training. And they're just sort of uh, dusting about at the end of the day. I suppose they're just sitting around. And they've got a bazooka with them. And they, th- As you do. and they thought the funniest thing that they could do with this bazooka would be to blow up a sheep. No. So, so they picked up the bazooka, fired, and blew up a sheep. Not really. That's what he told me. No, I don't know. I can't vouch for its authenticity, that story. But that's what he told me. Oh, no. What a terrible story. Now, if you're a farmer and that's one of your sheep, you're not going to be very happy, are you? No. Oh, hello. Is that, uh, is that the Ministry of Defence? <laughs> yes, it's about one of my sheep, actually. It's in four million pieces, blown up by one of your bastards with a bazooka. Yes, <laughs> um, that's going to be an odd phone call to make, isn't it? Very. Got odd. some major on the other end going. Yes, so it's only a sheep, isn't it? Only a sheep. <laughs> we don't even care about our men. <laughs> so I think if you're if you're a policeman or a or a soldier, you've got to have that sort of slightly on edge unhinged unhinged <laughs> way of life. I reckon it's the only way you can deal with it, don't you? Absolutely. You were a policeman. Well, no, you weren't a policeman, were you? You I was. Were, you were a special. That, uh, same powers as regular. Same power. None of the money, all the power. <laughs> so, what was there anything they did for you, like some initiation thing? Was there any tricks they played on you? No, no, nothing like that. No, not not with the specials. Maybe when maybe that only happens when you're in the sort of full force. They don't uh, really call it the force anymore. They're not allowed to. They're not. It's the service now, yeah, isn't it? It's force not force. Implies sort of roughness. My friend, Mister Conspiracy. Oh yeah, he um, he's convinced that since the Tories have been in power, so since the general election, he's noticed that they've started to call it force again. Really? Not service. And he says to me, he says, oh, that's those Tory bastards, isn't it? They're turning them into a force. They're turning us into a police state again. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love it that one little thing has completely changed his whole view. (laughs) It's wonderful. And that's it for Science Science Jokes this week. Don't forget to get in touch with us anytime on Twitter. At Trevor Ben. And join us for the live show every Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydonRadio.com. Trevor Ben's shite-sized chunks.